Good afternoon, my renegades. Welcome back to Rogue Radio. My name is Sarah Jane, and today is Renegade Times. Yeah. Let's have some fun. Bad-mouthing politicians and finding random shit on the internet and talking about where we would like to travel one day. Yeah. Okay. If you have any comments, questions, or concerns, feel free to click the links down in the description below and get yourself some lovely, beautiful merch. I've made it myself, all of the designs myself, so um, I would appreciate it if you went over there and bought yourself something nice. Um, it is March 1st, but I will put up a new deal, a new... Um, is a promo code for you guys to get at least 10% off or 20% off however much I decide so keep on a lookout for that let's just jump into the trenches shall we we gotta drain the swamp the nasty disgusting bog of muck and shit Let's just get into the politics. Let's just get in there. We gonna be knee deep today. Well, I found out today that Lori Lightfoot is out as the uh, Chicago mayor. So I'm happy about that. She's not in office no more. I'm really fucking happy. Fucking happy. Fucking happy. <laughs> okay. Uh, Lightfoot out as mayor says she was treated unfairly as a black woman. <clears throat> See, this is why I say that every race has a privilege. And I want to say this because it, it kind of has to be said. Okay, because now this is just getting so stupid. <laughs> so stupid okay I agree that some people who are white do have a white privilege if they were brought up in a white fucking society where um they treated people unfairly like equally and they think that the world revolves around them and they're white they have like a white privilege I guess I guess that would kind of fall in between white privilege and a rich privilege all right I'm not going to sit here and say the privilege don't exist because of course it does, but people have stretched it so far that they blanketed everybody saying that if you're white, you're inherently racist and that you're fucking privileged. And they don't sit down and actually talk to people who actually have gone through shit even though they're fucking white or, you know, if they're fucking black. So, yes, okay. Unfortunately, I don't like to admit it, but there is a white privilege out there. For a specific type of people, though. You know, we can't be blanketing everybody, okay? When it comes to privilege and all that shit. Like, if someone who's white blatantly starts demeaning and degrading somebody, or acting all uppity and shit towards somebody who's black, then you can call them fucking white privileged. You can, because that's exactly what it is 
But when it comes to like just privilege in general, I think everybody has that privilege. Okay, right now, and I'm not going to say that all African Americans have this privilege or they use this, but they have, some of them have the privilege to pull the black card and say, oh, it's because I'm black, isn't it? It's because I'm a woman. Women have a privilege by saying, oh, it's, I didn't get that promotion because I was a woman, right? Men have a privilege of being narcissistic and stupid and misogynistic, you know. They have that privilege. It doesn't mean that you should use it. But it's there. Alright? But yes, some African Americans use their privilege in order to get into certain stuff like this. So, they're just... That's exactly what she's doing. She's like, I've been treated unfairly because I was a black woman. No, honey. It's because you blatantly said during the George Floyd riots that you don't care that the people end up rioting violently, tearing up the city. In the wake of her stinging defeat in Chicago's mayoral election, Mayor Lori Lightfoot once again cited her race and gender as uh, to complain. Lori Lightfoot finished behind former Chicago Public School CEO Paul Vallis, who garnered 34% of the vote with 94% of the votes in and Cook County. Um, Commissioner Bradson or Brandon Johnson, uh, who gathered 20% of the vote. Lightfoot received 17. <laughs> That's funny. All right, she received 17 of the vote, 17%. Vallis and Johnson will meet in a runoff election on April 4th. Okay, so asked by a reporter after her concession speech um, if she was treated unfairly because of her race and, and gender, Lightfoot, who is gay, replied, I'm a black woman in America, of course. Oh my god, shut up, woman. Just shut up. I I don't have the patience for any woke folk, okay? All race falls under woke folk, especially when they cry and whine about something that they failed to do. Okay. It's stupid. Stop it. It has nothing to do with your race. It has everything to do with your character. You ever thought that your character is judged more than your fucking skin tone and your gender? Ever thought of that? Like, ever thought of the, the things that- the foolish things that you were fucking doing in the office? Like, dressing people up, saying that they're the Rona killers or Rona bandits or I don't know what the fuck you did. I saw a video of it today and it was fucking ridiculous. Like, why the fuck did you do that, stupid bitch? Has nothing to do with your color, honey. Okay? I would say the same thing about anybody that is running for office. I said many things about Biden because he's a fucking dumbass and he just happens to be a white old male. So, you know, my opinion and other people's opinion, not just mine, I mean, usually falls under whether or not you're a good fucking leader or not, stupid. But Lightfoot was elected mayor in 2019 
became the first Chicago mayor of 40 years to lose a re-election bid. Crime in Chicago has risen 52% since 2022 and over 100% in 2021. In 2021, Lightfoot was asked in recent months, there have been questions raised about your temperament and your reaction to criticism. A Tribune editorial uh, used the term uh, irascible? Irascible? I don't know how I say that. How much of this do you think might have to do with the fact that you're a woman and specifically a black woman? About 99% of it, she said. Oh, shut up! You're just doing that to feed your fucking ego, ma'am. Ugh. Look at my predecessors. Did people say that Rich Daly held tea sessions with people that he didn't agree, he didn't disagree on. Ram Emanuel was a polite guy who was a uniter. No, women and people of color are always held to a different standard, and I understand that. I've known that my whole life. Lightfoot's tenure has been marked by controversy. One report from Chicago Tribune noted that May 31st, 2020, as the riots following the death of George Floyd plagued the city, Alderman Pat Dowell said that the police were not doing a damn thing letting these folks loot. Alright. I mean, I rest my fucking case. She's an irresponsible bitch. Alderman Rosana Rodriguez-Sanchez informed Lightfoot that there were people downtown that were looting, asking Lightfoot uh, if the Chicago Transit Authority could start again so they could leave. Lightfoot responded that those people could go west to catch the blue line or go to the brown line north. After those, or after news that broke the Supreme Court might overrule Roe v. Wade, Lightfoot wrote uh, wrathfully to my friends in the LGBTQ plus community, the Supreme Court is becoming, or is coming for us next. Uh, this moment has to be a call to arms. Um, in 2021, according to a lawsuit filed by a former Chicago Park District um, Deputy Journal Counsel who made a deal with an Italian-American group to allow Christopher Columbus a statue to be used in a parade. Lightfoot furiously told him, My dick is bigger than yours and the Italians, I have the biggest dick in Chicago. (laughs) I... What the fuck? Over a Christopher Columbus statue. Over a fucking Christopher Columbus statue? Are you really- She's picking a fight with a goddamn statue. This is why I don't like her. I I really don't like her. I don't like her politics. I don't like what she's been doing. She's so fucking irresponsible. And, I mean- I know I have a potty mouth. It's just because I don't- I'm not in a position of power at all. Trust me. Okay. If I had a position of power like hers, I would do my best to be responsible. Her mouth. Her fucking mouth. (laughs) Like, who the fuck says my dick is bigger than yours and the Italians? I have the biggest dick in Chicago. Ma'am. 
Who are you mad at? Who who hurt you back in the day? Like, who pissed you off? It sounds like you got some other stuff going on. Like, inner. Like, in your spirit, ma'am. You need to take care of that. There is hope for my home city yet. Lori Lightfoot is out. The greatest potential um, improvement for the city since 1900 when the direction of the Chicago River was reserved was reversed Jonathan Turley uh, tweeted that and then Vernon Jones says Chicago's Mayor Lori Lightfoot is just got the foot um other Democrat mayors with runaway crime in your cities take note um even liberals are tired of being unsafe so Lori Lightfoot crime doesn't pay yeah She's pissed. She always looks pissed, though. She always looks pissed at something or at someone. Like, ma'am, you need to just go to a spa and let all that shit out. Or go take a trip with your girlfriend or if you're married, your wife, you know. Just go ahead, take a long-ass trip. Go abroad. Go soul-searching, ma'am, because I don't think you found one. Or I don't think you have one. I think you need to find one, maybe. Or maybe, like I said, just go to a spot and fucking just relax, ma'am. I mean, listen, you angry. You're very angry. (laughs) Alright, here comes another wave of bullshit from the swamp. So here we go. Virtual, for the virtue signaling... Non-athlete Riley Gaines unloads on college student who testified in favor of equal rights amendment. All-American swimmer Riley Gaines unloaded on a college student Thursday, Williams, um, who testified before the Senate in favor of equal rights amendment, accusing her of virtue signaling. The fuck? Good God. Gaines shared a video of Williams's testimony in which she claimed that college students were not really concerned about biological males dressing alongside the and competing against biological females and then she followed that clip with her own response so they didn't or they did students were not really concerned okay so my response to thursday uh williams a virtue signaling non-athlete who was present today at a senate judiciary hearing for the equal rights amendment we do care Gaines captioned her video so hang on that was a small hang on there are a lot of concerns about um uh men performing in women's sports and I am here as a young woman of color who is in her senior year of college we're not worried about that I am not worried about that (laughs) it's the truth we're not so that video showed Thursday Williams today at a senator judiciary hearing for the equal rights amendment Let me give you all the background information you need on Thursday she's not and never was a collegiate athlete So her saying we are not worried about men competing against women is disingenuous and displays her utter disregard for female athletes and really women in general. 
Why don't you ask me, an actual collegiate female athlete who has experience competing against a male, how I and my teammates and athletes around the country felt about giving up our awards and our titles and our scholarships to men. After all, we were the ones who worked our whole lives to be able to compete at the highest level. We were the ones who practiced day in and day out, making physical, mental, and social sacrifices. Not you, Thursday. Ask us about our experience on losing out on opportunities. Ask us about having to share a locker room with a biological male who was fully exposed and fully intact with male genitalia. Ask us about the silencing that we dealt with from our universities and the NCAA in order to suppress our voices because we had to be kind and inclusive to affirm a male's identity of himself at the expense of health and our own safety. Okay, so she's a biological woman that is actually talking about how someone said that, you know, they're not concerned about trans women being in the same locker room as women, biological women. See, okay, I've talked about this before. Um, I don't understand why transgenders don't have their own fucking division within sports. Because I don't care whether they believe they're women or men. They need to have their own, like, division. They need to have their own division of sports. You know, I'm not going to sit here and say that trans people are disabled. I you, I think everybody who knows that is a regular listener to me, with me, you guys know my stance on that. But, I mean, if disabled people who are in wheelchairs or um, stuff like that, who want to be in sports and they want to show people how, you know able they are they have their own division why can't the trans people have their own division I I don't understand that I understand that they believe that they're like they believe that they're another gender than they've been born to be and I'm not gonna sit here and say that I disagree with transgenderism everybody knows that I do But I am going to say, if you really want to do this, make up your own damn division. That way, none of this is a problem. Because as much as I would love to just, you know, say, none of y'all should, you know, fucking be in sports and be competing against women, real biological women. Listen, Here's your solution. Just make your own fucking division of transgenders who believe that they are a different, you know, gender that they are. I don't know why that's such a problem. I don't know why that's such a problem. The LGBTQ has whole many other things that they have now. Why not their own sports division? Why not their own sports thing? Leave women alone. Women should not feel uncomfortable to the point where they're changing clothes next to a biological man who thinks that they're a woman, okay? Women need security too, okay? Everybody believes in their safe space. Well, women, biological women, and biological males need their safe space too, okay? Straight white women or women of color, biological women in general, they all need their safe space. So do men. Okay, 
all this shit about being inclusive and stuff, include them in their own damn division so none of this happens. If this is what you guys really want, is to be involved in sports just like everybody else, have your own LGBTQ division of sports. I don't know why that's such a fucking problem. But included in the clip, Williams addressed the state senate and asserted, There are a lot of concerns about men performing in women's sports, and I am here as a young woman of color who is in her senior year of college. We're not worried about that. Um, of course you're not, because apparently you're not a fucking athlete. You're not actually been subjected to the, to seeing somebody's ball sack, you know, in the, in the fucking locker room. I'm not worried about that, she continued. It's the truth. We're not. Gaines then added her own response and series of brief video clips, arguing, um, first and foremost, that Williams had never been a college college athlete okay um who was subjected and to the situation that she claimed uh not to be concerned about (coughs) (coughs) she is not and never has been a college athlete so her saying we're not worried about men competing against women in Uh, disingenuous or is disingenuous and displays her utter disregard for female athletes and really women in general, Gaines said. Why don't you ask me, an actual female college athlete who is, who has experienced uh, competing against a male, how I and my teammates and athletes around the country felt about giving up their awards and their titles to and our scholarships to men. See, it's funny. It's funny because, uh, you know, feminism used to be the problem. It did. It used to be the problem. Now it's all about trans people, you know, fighting for equality and all that stuff. All the while, you're actually pushing people who actually deserve that shit to the side because you weren't hugged enough or something when you were a fucking child. And I'm not going to sit here and say that... Um, people who are trans all experience the same thing. They don't. There's all different reasons why they end up believing in that. That they are a different gender. Alright? I'm just saying just because you felt a certain way as a child and you weren't validated doesn't mean that you have to be pushed to be validated now and invalidate other people. We are the ones who practice day in and day out, making physical, mental, and social sacrifices, Gaines continued, noting that they had made all of these sacrifices only to watch as they say or as they were taken away by someone who had a clear biological advantage. Yeah, biology is a thing. It's a fact, and it does not care about your feelings. If you were born a male, you have a physical advantage over a woman, especially in sports. Okay? I'm not going to sit here and say that women are weak, because I I don't think so. I don't think they are, but they are strong in their own way, and that's fine. They're great all on their own, and so are men, all right? 
and that should be enough for anybody, really. But when you put a male in with a bunch of women, the male is going to have an advantage. And it's going to exhaust the women who have worked so fucking hard to get where they're at in order to get ahead of that person. And let me, let me guess, okay? Let me just predict something. If that trans person ends up being second, you know what they're going to do? I was, there was something wrong. The game was fixed because I'm trans. I don't have enough rights. I don't have enough validation in society because of women who want to oppress trans people. They're going to play the oppression card. And you know what? I'm sick of it. Even trans people have a privilege and that's it. I'm just sick of it. If you really want to be as great as you want to be, then fucking get your own LGBTQ sports in. Alright, go ahead and compete against people who are actually on your goddamn level. Gaines went on to talk about being forced to change in the same room as transgender athlete Leah Thomas, who was still biologically male and fully intact. Man, people are, like, commenting on my TikTok video from about uh, Lightfoot. (laughs) They're just all... Anyway, I'm being bullied into silence uh, by the colleagues at the NCAA in order to protect Thomas's claimed identity. I hope you see this and realize how your comment comes off to women who have worked their whole lives to excel in their sports. Uh, you might not care about women's safety, ability to give consent and fairness in sports, but the overwhelming majority of female athletes do, Gaines added in a follow-up tweet. Yeah, no, she has every right to say what she needs to say because she's feeling like, I wouldn't say she feels oppressed. Maybe she does. I don't know. I'm not going to put words in her mouth, but she is feeling pushed aside. They're not even bringing this up as an issue. Everybody needs to be treated equally, especially when there is an issue in a certain matter like this. Everybody needs to be treated equally, especially trans, people of color, all of that, okay? If there is an issue that is raised with a trans person, they need to address that. If there's an issue with a person of color that needs to be addressed, if there is a problem with a white person, it needs to be addressed, y'all, okay? Equality. Once again, my peeps from East Palestine, I love you so much. Um, I just hope and pray everything is going well for you guys. I haven't really heard much locally from um, where I'm at. Like... I can research anything I want on the internet, but I like hearing some local news from what's going on there, but... (sighs) Give me a second. Yeah, anyway, we're gonna go ahead and uh, do this real quick. 
Researcher worries government is wrongly declaring safety near Ohio train crash. Yeah. I've all of a sudden gotten really tired. Um, I mean, it doesn't surprise me, but... The senior researcher at Texas A&M University expressed concern that the EPA and other government agencies are neglecting to provide full information about risks posed to um, residents of East Palestine, Ohio. So, Ohio, in the wake of the Norfolk Southern train derailment and chemical fallout. So, uh, local late authorities... Uh, previously evacuated all residents within one mile of the February 3rd derailment and started a controlled burn of resi- or industrial chemicals in the on the vehicle to in- to decrease the risk of explosion uh, which could have sent shrapnel throughout the small town. Vinyl chloride, a known human carcinogen used to manufacture PVC, um, was emitted from five train cars. Five. Five train cars. Have you ever seen, like, those, um, tube cars? Like, they're tanks. They're tanks. They're tank cars. So, they have tanks full of liquid in it. They burst. I had trains go through Toledo all the time. Like, I see them all the time. And I see the big tank, uh... I don't know what they're really called, but they're just tank cars, and they carry fluid everywhere. So, just think of it, if you've ever seen a car and that tank car, like if you've ever seen a train carrying tanks like that, five of them broke open. Five. Now, I don't know how strong those tanks are. But it must have been a really bad derailment for them to tip over and burst like that. Like, I want to know how strong the metal was holding in the liquid. Like, I really need to know that. Because, I don't know, man. Like, what? It doesn't seem very logical for me to... I don't really see them leaking even after they fall. But I could be wrong. I've n- I have not seen it. I don't think anybody. I don't know if anybody's seen the derailment itself. But it's scary to think about. Five of those broke open. It was emitted from five train cars in the form of massive plumes of black smoke, uh, visible throughout eastern Ohio and western Pennsylvania. Um, analysts from Texas A and M um, soup. Superfund Research Center and Center of the Atmospheric Particle Studies and Carnegie Mellon University announced last week that nine of the 50 chemicals the EPA said were present on the derailed train have um, higher concentrations than normal in East Palestine. They were especially concerned with above normal levels of um, acrolein Um, A substance with a pungent odor uh, that is highly toxic when inhaled and warned of health concerns and above normal levels of benzene, uh, naphthalene, 
naphelanine, <laughs> I can't say it, um, and vinyl chloride persists in the area. The findings came after the EPA said that air and water quality tests have not produced cause for concern while state-level authorities in both Ohio and Pennsylvania reached similar conclusions. Ivan Russin, a, the director of the Texas A&M Superfund Research Center and the chair of the Texas A&M Interdisciplinary uh, Faculty of Toxicology told Daily Wire that the officials did not provide a full context into which the ac- into which actual data collected by them uh, could be placed. He said that the researchers from the universities translated the raw data posted by the agencies online to determine the effects of um, continual inhalation found that some of the chemicals would pose dangers if they persisted for months or years. Uh, yeah, that's how... Well, I wouldn't say... No, it's not radiation. Never mind. I was going to say that it takes like years and years, especially like if you're living underground after like a radiation fallout or something like that. It takes years and years and years for that to contaminate the soil where you're at. But, um, no, it does take years and years to get like full side effects to all of this, but according to Washington Post, the EPA said that air quality air quality levels of 79 monitored chemicals are now are below levels of concern for short-term exposure and those concentrations will likely dissipate russin commented to the daily wire that the agency has not defined the meaning of short-term exposure provided necessary context for a meaningful risk assessment um, that is one of the challenges local residents face, lack of context, even um, when a government official comes to near a microphone and declares safety. There is a, there is not disparity in conclusions, the disparity is in how the information is communicated and explained. Yep. And I think that's what uh, Buttigieg was actually talking about as well. And it's true, yeah. I mean, they care about information, but they also care about their lives. You know what I mean? Uh, Rustin continued, We hope our colleagues from the government agencies will put proper context and communicate the likelihood of risk rather than declare safety. They're not going to because they're federal government agencies that, that are researching this shit. They're not going to care. They don't care about us. They don't care about the people about, like, with East Palestine and what's going on. They just want to see if, you know, what they've orchestrated will work the way that they want it to. The residents of East Palestine have voiced frustration and lack of transparency from the government officials and executives from Norfolk Southern Rail um, Company um, at the center of the incident. They are also skeptical of the clean bill of health that environmental authorities granted the rust belt uh, communities air and the water supplies since many residents are now facing chronic sore throats and respiratory complications. See, okay, so 
I don't know if these chemicals can be spread or if it's like a communicable disease. You know what I mean? Like if it's a thing that you can catch now. Um, because the people infected with these chemicals, I could say like move. Please move away from that city. That way you're not subjected to this anymore. But I don't know whether or not they have an illness contracted from the chemicals and whether it's communicable or not. You know what I mean? But I don't think so. I don't think that's how chemicals work. I could be wrong. I'm not a scientist. But I'm saying, if in order for you guys to feel safe, please move away from East Palestine. I don't want anybody dying. I don't want anybody going through any of this because... It's awful. It's awful. Um, the Daily Wire asked Russin whether the EPA and other agencies were testing all of the chemicals aboard uh, the train or merely for vinyl chloride. He noted that the interactions between the known chemicals on the train, the elements in the environment, and the controlled burn um, present difficulties in determining which substances may still present an in East Palestine. The types of compounds that the EPA released um, the data on are a very sensible list of agents to evaluate. Um, But if one asks if it is an all-inclusive list, the answer is no. But not because the agencies don't want to evaluate them, but because the analytical methods that that were at their disposal have limited utility and sensitivity. Wow. Okay, now it's time for random stuff that I find interesting, and hopefully you find it interesting too, so let's just do that. So, uh, the article that I was reading this uh, story from that I decided to talk about um, is not letting me fully record while I'm reading the article, but I do think that it's still a good article. It's just messing up my phone. So um, the whole thing that I wanted to talk about is about the term bubblegum pink on TikTok. So TikTok has always had their fucking trends. They've had their stupid trends. They've had a lot of dumb things that they usually do on the internet in order to get views and be famous and all that stupid stuff. Okay, understandable. I mean, you want to act stupid, go ahead. By your own volition, do it. Like, I'm not the one doing it, so I'll just be entertained while you just injure yourself. (laughs) But, um, 
This one kind of raised my eyebrow just because it's like really disgusting. Look at what you see. My husband called during that, so now you guys know what my um ringtone is for him. That's that's cute. Anyway. Um, it's a disgusting term because bubblegum pink does not actually determine anything like a paint color or nail polish color or whatever. Let's just get straight down to it, I guess. Um, it is a term being used in order to describe a woman's genitalia, her vulva. So, sorry if y'all get grossed out when I start describing, like, the science behind this, because it is true. A woman who's really young, you know, it's pink, alright? But as she grows older, it, you know, gets darker in color. And some men have even said that, you know, women have roast beef brown vaginas. And I'm just like, fuck you guys. Like, why the fuck do you want to say that? Like, these are young women under 18 for one, so pedophile, fuck you. I will castrate you with zip ties and a blowtorch. <laughs> but I find it really funny. I, I don't find it funny, but I find it really awful that women, young women, are being confused when they put this stuff on their comments and say that, oh, she's bubblegum pink. And I'm just like, you're an asshole. Like, if I ever see that on TikTok, because I am a TikToker, okay? If I ever see that, it doesn't necessarily have to be on my comments, but it could be on anybody's comments. I will come to their fucking defense and say, double A battery, screw, doorknob, triple A battery, watch battery, light switch, tic tac. Yeah. That's how small your dick is, bitch. It's just not classy, okay? I, why do you have to be that way? That's not gonna get you a girl. That's not gonna get you the girl that you're commenting on either. Um, I just find that disgusting. Like, you're harassing young girls who most of the time don't know how to react when they're harassed because either it's never happened to them or they don't know how to react when it does happen. So not only are you attacking young girls, but you're attacking young girls that are mostly defenseless because they don't know how to react to that. So yeah, no, fuck you. All right. A TikToker by the name of Taylor Lynn has even said that someone commented on a video saying bubblegum pink to her eight-month-old niece. You're a pedophile. Zip ties. Blowtorch. I'm just saying. I mean, this isn't just a term for sleazy asshole Cheeto finger-licking cum-smeared, disgusting, fat men that live in their mom's basement, okay? I really narrowed that category down. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's also for, you know, pedophiles, and it's also for young boys who probably don't know what the fuck that means, but they see it, and they think, oh, it's cool to say to a girl that they like, and then they probably regret it the minute they he gets slapped. So, I mean, I don't know. There's a lot of, there's a wide spectrum of how men, or different types of men usually say this shit. So, 
Yeah, no, to the pedophiles out there, fuck you, okay? No, fuck yourself. Uh, you usually do, don't you? Because you can't get a child. And if you do, I swear to God, fuck you. I don't, I don't know what else to say, man. I just hate this. I hate when young kids, it doesn't have to be a young girl, it can be a young boy. When young people are victimized and they're exploited like this, it rubs me the wrong way. And it makes me want to, like, take out a fucking sword and stab them to death. Like, that's just me. I get violent when I get pissed off and protective over young kids. I, that's just me. That's how I've always been. And I hate the fact that there are young boys and young men of all ages and even pedophiles who are using this in order to harass women. Like, men, I know, won't usually get upset when a woman degrades them. I don't want to say that they don't. I'm sure they do. But they don't show it as much, I guess. But, like, what if a woman actually said on one of your videos that, you know, I bet it's a watch battery or a paper clip. Like, I bet it's that small. Like, it wouldn't make you feel good, would it? I don't know. Men have a different sense of humor than women do, but I just don't think that this is right at all, ever, for a young girl to be subjected to. And it's just not okay. I know TikTok has cracked down on this. The search engine is like if you type in bubblegum pink, if you're that much of a fucking asshole, um, nothing really comes up and it directs you to their guides of guidelines, their community guidelines. So, so that's great. But there are men and young boys that are actually finding their way around this by typing in the, um, it's like a color code. I don't know what it's exactly what the term is, but, um, usually when you want to pick a color, you scroll over it and it has like, um, a code that directs you to that right color. So it'll have letters and numbers and stuff like that. They're putting that in the comments section. That way their comments will be able to stay up. And so because of that, they're finding a way around the whole um, algorithm now and trying to make sure that their comment stays up and you know, all of that. And it's still another form of harassment. Like, any man who's done that, it's not cool, it's not cute, it doesn't make you a man, it doesn't make you cool, it doesn't make you handsome. You calling a woman bubblegum pink or roast beef brown just makes you a little dick bitch, alright? That's it. You want to treat a woman and you want to get a woman, you better be a gentleman and you better be fucking classy, alright? Yeah, and I... I that's, that's all I really got to say. Like, if you really want to treat a woman with respect, then treat her with fucking respect. Like, I know there's women out there that are bitches, and trust me, I've experienced a lot of bitches in my life, male and female. So, smarten up, 
and be a gentleman regardless of how women treat you because one day you will actually find the right lady that will appreciate you being a gentleman and not a sleazeball. Okay, so I have company over, so I'm gonna have to be very, very careful with what I say. So, um, these are the 10 behaviors that push people away. So, hang on. I gotta sneeze. <laughs> Constant. Okay. Number one is outrage. Uh, constant expressions of outrage are either tolerated by others or agreed with and expanded. They are most often a cover for powerlessness, but still inject toxicity into the relationship when continually expressed. Outrages um, are often not susceptible to fixing. They have um, a life of their own. Uh, that transfers uh, powerlessness to the other partner. Number two is urgency. The white rabbit in Alice in uh, Wonderland proclaims, I'm late, I'm late, I'm late, for a very important date. No time to say hello, goodbye, I'm late, I'm late, I'm late. So, people who live in a constant state of urgency cannot relax, continuously anticipate potential crisis, and are in constant readiness to combat for combat mode so their focus is on the future and they cannot be fully present in what is going on in the moment so number three is low frustration tolerance what does this mean are you easily irked yes (laughs) um do most people and situations often irritate you do you react quickly when things don't go the way you expected? Um, do others feel called upon? Uh, do others feel called upon often to calm you down? Not really. Um, no one can be around a person who is intolerant of too many small issues, and in most situations, it just takes away the joy of anything good or joyful that could be focused on, or. Or focus on upon it instead. Okay. Um, number four is endless rehashing. Oh lord. I've had friends that did this. I'm pretty sure I've I used to be one of those people too, but uh yeah. Have you known someone or are you someone who has to go over things repeatedly and relive every anguishing moment? Hmm. Uh they are obsessive about going, getting to the bottom of things even if they endlessly repeat themselves. They usually are so preoccupied by these forever searches that they cannot let in new information that might actually help them stop the cycle. Number five is center stage. People who seek attention, right? It's very hard to be on the other end of someone who can only see the world from their point of view, talks only about themselves, doesn't ask you any um, questions about yourself, 
doesn't track things you've told them and steals the lion's uh, share of every interaction. That person is uh, charismatic and fascinating. It may be worth the show, but don't bother competing. Yeah. Number six is chronic lateness. There is no successful way to deal with a person who is consistent, who consistently keeps you waiting. They usually feel terrible uh, doing that to you, so it's hard to chastise them, but it will ultimately drive you crazy. The most common reason for chronic lateness is inertia. Um, these people can't easily let go of what they are doing and can't and don't plan enough time to transfer from one situation to another. Nevertheless, they are often labeled as passive-aggressive and unable to be tolerated. Number seven is flaking. Huh. In, in what context, though? <laughs> you know, I mean, because some people just don't want to be around people. So they flake on them most of the time. But anyway, consistently not honoring agreements is a sure way to push others away. Trust in a relationship is core to its uh, success. If someone wants to keep your trust, then they can't ignore or rationalize breaking an agreement without an attempt to negotiate in advance um, or in a sincere promise to change that behavior. It is human to make a promise and sometimes be unable to keep it, but it is not okay to just ghost or not recognize the damage that uh, does in a relationship. Number eight is cheapness. So if a person is deliberately cheap, I can understand why that could be annoying. But if someone is cheap and they can't help it, I mean, leave them alone. They're having a tough time. A person who is paranoid about being taken advantage of is often concerned about getting the short end of the stick. Um, they may show that by under-tipping waiters, bargaining, and to get the best deal in every interaction, taking more easily than they give, and being quick to blame others for taking advantage of them. Um, they do not feel that others deserve their generosity if they haven't earned it by their own standards. Number nine is sarcasm. I thought sarcasm was like the expression of high intelligence, man. I'm constantly sarcastic. Maybe that's why I don't have many friends. <laughs> Playful teasing is totally acceptable if the teaser and the cheesy are uh, both okay with the interaction, but sarcasm usually has some level of scorn and mockery driving it. Um, the joke on or is on the person on the other end uh, who may be good natured enough to laugh, but it is a rose colored or the rose covered hilt uh, that doesn't usually feel good. Um, Sarcastic people may be insecure, uncomfortable with intimacy, or um, s scared of themselves of being the butt of the joke, but the behavior can be 
wearing over time. Yeah, okay. People put up with them more easily if they are funny enough to get away with it or truly feel apologetic when they, they are told that they've been hurtful. But it seems more unwelcome over time. Perpetual victims. Oh my god. Yep, these motherfuckers. Um, everyone goes through times in their lives when they are truly victimized or have to undergo severe trauma and loss. Most do whatever they can to rebound and return to a better life, even if it takes a while. But there are others who seem to be in victimhood. Someone is always wronging them. They are cheated by life experiences. Others aren't fair to them. Uh, Nothing they do can make their circumstances bearable and no one can understand the depth of their despair. Many try to help, but to no avail, they are wedded into their sorrow. Also known as woke folk. Yo, this will be the last uh, article I read, and this is locally from Toledo, so this is going to be interesting. So, Toledo students accused of giving teacher edibles could face criminal charges. Like, who the hell does that? Like, I, I, I don't even care if he asked for it. I don't think he did, really. But, <laughs> this is Toledo, people. This is my city. <laughs> Anyway, um, two high school students were are facing um, school disciplinary actions that could face criminal charges uh, for allegedly giving a teacher edibles without their knowledge. Oh my god. According to Toledo Police Records, two 17-year-olds at the high school were accused of giving a marijuana rice krispie treat to a teacher on Monday. Uh, the teacher said it tasted bad and immediately spit it out the teacher was able to teach the uh for the rest of the day okay um an officer searched one of the students lockers and found suspected harsh or hash butter and um aluminum foil inside police records said that the two teens were receiving school consequences and criminal charges may be filed against them at a later date (laughs) that's terrible oh my god thank you all for listening and I will see you in the trenches next time bye bye